Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Grammar Girl here. Today's topic is how to use attributives. Guest writer Sal Glynn writes, Dialogue is hard to write, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Getting characters to have individual voices has caused more sleepless nights than too much coffee late in the day. Once the dialogue sounds right and reads right on the page, there's the problem of attributives. An attributive, also known as an identifier or signifier, is the he said, she said that show the reader who's saying what. Writers who try to get around them will find themselves more confused than their anticipated readership. Use the name of the speaker if it's not already established, so the reader can get right into the scene. Attributives can be placed in the middle of a line of dialogue, as in, Nasty as the job may be, said Henrik, the goat needs a good scrubbing. Trust your ear in deciding where to insert. Never break into the dialogue with, Nasty as the job, said Henrik, may be, the goat needs a good scrubbing. For a short line of dialogue, attributives usually go at the end, like so. Help me find my leopard skin pillbox hat, said Daphne. You can avoid attributives by using the name of the character being addressed, as in, Daphne, your leopard skin pillbox hat is on top of the refrigerator. Go scrub a goat, Henrik. When two characters are speaking, attributives are only necessary for the character's first appearances. That's an attractive hammer, he said. A family heirloom, she said. I never would have guessed. You don't look like the guessing type. The reader will keep track of he said and she said after the preliminary exchange. Further attributives will slow down what promises to be an interesting conversation. Simplicity is the rule in attributives. Many writers try to think for the reader by replacing said with words like grunted, growled, demanded, bellowed, cooed, roared, squalled, and simpered. If the tone of the dialogue isn't immediately apparent, Rewrite the dialogue and not the attributive. This goes double for adding adjectives like belligerently, arrogantly, haughtily, angrily, coquettishly, happily, slavishly, and jokingly. Before using any of these or others, ask yourself how someone would sound if they spoke in that manner. When the answer comes back, I don't know, rewrite the dialogue until you do. Many writers rebel at the idea of he said, she said. They complain of the blandness. And they're right. He said, she said, is transparent, on purpose. The writer's job is to put the dialogue into the mind of the reader. With too much information, readers have no room to make the story their own. As Kurt Vonnegut wrote in comparing films to novels, quote, There are tens of thousands of A Clockwork Orange by Anthony Burgess, since each reader has to cast, costume, direct, and design the show in his head, end quote. The simple attributive makes for a livelier scene. Now that you understand attributives, remember the quick and dirty rule is keep them simple and where they belong. Also, thanks again to this week's guest writer, Sal Glynn, author of The Dog Walked Down the Street, an outspoken guide for writers who want to publish, which won Best Writing Publishing Book at last year's Ippy Awards. 
find out more about Sal at his blog, dogwalkeddownthestreet.blogspot.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.